We are here to give you our feedback. We are here to tell you what we perceive. We are here to tell you what we see. We are here to tell you what we think. We're not here to tell you that we're right. We're not here to convince you that we're right. We're just giving you the gift of our observation. And your job is to take responsibility for how you are being perceived. While Arjun was away, Team Arjun came to play. All the cats out of the bag now, folks. But we're still here bringing you our favorite and most importantly, actionable insights to Arjun's newest book, Profit First for Lawyers. We're going to help you accelerate your law firm's growth so that you can experience more profit in every aspect of your life. We're also going to be providing some behind-the-scenes footage at what it's really like to work with Arjun Robbins. So, put your BS aside for the next few minutes and put yourself, your family, your firm, and your profit first. Welcome back to another episode of the Profit First for Lawyers podcast. I'm your host, Carly. And today we're joined in studio with the last member of Team Arjun who helped us with this book launch. Today we are talking to the heart and soul of our team. This is Denise. Denise, welcome. Thank you. It's nice to be here. <laughs> I am so glad that you let me rope you into this. Uh, to the viewers at home, I am as eager as anybody else to figure out what clip we're doing today because Denise has been very mysterious about the clip that she chose. So Denise, real quick before we get into that, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself for the audience at home? Let them know who you are, what you do on Team Arjun. Sure. Uh, my name is Denise Dunkeen, and I am the executive assistant to the chief of staff, Delisi Friday. That's great, Denise. How long have you known Delisi? I have known Delisi since birth. I was actually there when she was being brought into the world. She is my oh, niece. I love it. You know what I love most of all, though, is that Delisi knows so many incredible people and that you just like fit right in on the team, just like a little puzzle piece. We so love Thank working with you, Denise. I appreciate that. I know that you work with Delisi more than you work directly with Arjun. So did you have any preconceived notions before coming onto the team about what working with Arjun was going to be like? I had no idea what it would be like. I did watch several of his videos and he inspired me tremendously. And I had no idea what to expect, but he is a no-nonsense guy. What you see is what you get. And I guess my perception of the Arjun way was correct. <laughs> well, now that you've been here for a little bit longer, do you have, a, is there any expansion on that original thought that you had? How has it actually been like to work with him and to work with Team Arjun in general? How's it been? Working with Team Arjun has been a blessing. Um, when I came on, I really did not know much about the business. And I didn't even have to ask any questions um, or ask for any documentation. We would have a meeting and I would say I was concerned about this or that. And next thing you know, the team is sending me information to help me with any questions that I had to help me do my job better. And it's just been amazing. Yeah, I really love the dynamic on this team. And you definitely add a, a lot to that. I introduced you as the heart and soul of Team Arjun. And um, it was like, you know, I brought that up today in our Team Arjun meeting and the rest of the team was all like, yes, that's such a good descriptor for Denise. And you just have such a heart of gold. 
Thank you. It's easy <laughs> when you work with such wonderful people. Well, now that you've been working a little bit more closely with Arjun, what is it actually like? I think I was a little bit intimidated by Arjun early on, but I think Arjun is a very kind man. He is the kind of man, I mean, obviously, what you see is what you get, but there's a misconception about him. He has a huge heart, and he is very compassionate and empathetic, and I believe that he really does care about his employees and what happens to them, and that really matters to me. Ditto. I love that answer, Denise. Okay. It's an honest answer. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people don't perceive that, um, but it's very true on the back end, right? Like he really does want to be the most valuable professional contact in your life. Um, and I, I like that it comes from a place of true caring. He really wants everybody to go out and live their best life and, and accomplish their dreams. Very true. Very true. Well, can I ask as well, Denise, because I know that you have worked fairly closely with Arjun right here, but you work really closely with Delisi Friday. So how is that like? How has it been to work with somebody that you know so closely in your personal life and then bringing that into the professional world? It's amazing. I love working with Delisi. Um, she has an open door policy. I love the fact that when I have a question, I am never afraid to ask her anything because she explains everything so well. Mm -hmm. She and I, we have a wonderful, obviously, a personal relationship. And one would think that when you work with somebody that you're that close with, that there might be issues. But she's lovely on a personal level and she's lovely on a professional level. And I am extremely blessed to be working with her. Now, I know you've been very tight-lipped about what we're talking about today, so I have absolutely no clue how to introduce this clip, so I'm going to let you do it, Denise. What are we watching today? We are watching the video where Arjun is discussing how people perceive you, how you are mm. perceived by us. Um, I found that brought back some memories from my childhood. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. In fact, when I saw it, I started laughing and I thought, my goodness, that was instantaneous memory. Good memories? It was a learning experience. We'll just say that. <laughs> it's taught me a lot throughout my life. It's something that I have even instilled into my children. Oh, well, I yeah. really cannot wait to see this. So without further ado, let's roll that clip. The rules of engagement when you're in a mastermind with me are we are here to give you our feedback. We are here to tell you what we perceive. We are here to tell you what we see. We are here to tell you what we think. We're not here to tell you that we're right. We're not here to convince you that we're right. We're just giving you the gift of our observation. And your job is to take responsibility for how you are being perceived. So I had a one, one occasion, we had a, a person in the mastermind and everyone was um, giving this person feedback. You seem really angry. I mean, like everyone, like you seem really angry. You seem really angry. You seem really angry. You seem really angry. And she kept insisting 
I swear to you, I promise, I'm really not angry. And her big breakthrough was realizing that she gives off the impression of being angry even when she's not angry. And so, you know, we, we, we took a closer look at it and it turned out that she had a habit, not a good thing, it's not a bad thing, but she had a habit of posturing herself like this. Her arms, she'd cross her legs, her arms. What does this look like when a person does this? Defensive. She wasn't defensive. It's just that this was the most comfortable place for her to put her arms because of a back, upper back issue. And she just had a habit of kind of like putting her face a certain way. And it's like, it didn't mean anything. But knowing that her natural posture gave people the impression that she was angry, she could now take charge of her how she shows up in the world and she could and she could direct and edit herself to give people a different impression and sometimes it was as simple as just realizing like oh my arms are crossed people are going to think i'm angry let me uncross my arms sometimes it was even just a matter of saying you know with her arms are crossed like hey by the way in case you're wondering i'm not angry just my back hurts and feels better when i do this so don't don't misinterpret this please I mean, it was like really simple things. Even we had her just smile more often. The point I'm trying to make is um, I'm asking you to take responsibility and take and just take the gift being given to you. That was a really good one. Yeah, he was talking about how people perceive you. And it made me recall when I was younger, I was in a store in the mall with my mom. And I had tried something on, I didn't like the way it looked. And so she wanted me to talk to the sales lady. And so she asked the sales lady a question, and I had my arms crossed. And so the lady was asking my mom the question versus myself. So my mom was asking me to please respond to the sales lady. And I did. And when the sales lady walked off, she sat there and explained to me what it looks like when you cross your arms, that you're closed off. You are, you appear defensive. She wasn't talking to me because my arms were crossed and she didn't feel like, you know, she could ask me anything because of the way I, I appeared to her. Um, mm -hmm. so I was always aware of that growing up, whenever I would cross my arms, I would automatically catch myself because I was a very shy person when I was younger. I know it's very hard to believe now. <laughs> <laughs> you do. But, I don't uh, perceive you as shy. <laughs> yes. I was very shy when I was younger and I did notice that I did that quite a bit. And I noticed that when I stopped doing it, people did approach me more. And so um, after I had my children, my youngest would do that a lot. And I would always tell him, you know, you shouldn't cross your arms. He was very shy as well. And I said, you know, you will probably have more people speak to you if your arms aren't crossed because you appear angry. He did. He, when his arms were crossed, he appeared angry. So whenever I would scold him about something, he would automatically cross his arms and make a face <laughs> so that I would know. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he took that advice and then used it against you. <laughs> exactly. Because you don't realize the littlest things give off a certain, you know, perception of yourself that's not always accurate. Yeah. You know, and I, what mm -hmm. I really like about that, and thank you for sharing that story because, you of know, course. I think that it's it's important. It's um, more about, it's less about other people and more about how do I want to be perceived. And, exactly. you know, I like that Arjun used the example of the lady that it, she didn't stop crossing her arms, right? Because she felt more comfortable this way, but she got in, right. once she knew she was being perceived, then she could tell people, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not upset or angry. It's just my back is hurting me and this is comfortable, yeah. right? Um, mm -hmm. That it's more like just being aware of how you're perceived. And um, it's kind of funny because I, you know, obviously didn't know what clip that you were choosing today, but we had that conversation about Denise is the heart and soul of the team. Like, clearly, <laughs> you're very aware of how you're perceived. Um, I, I really like that. Uh, I used to have an old director. My background's in theater. And I had an old director who used to say, if the audience didn't see it, it didn't happen. You know, if you uh, try to rebut and be like, well, here's my motivation. And she's like, look, I get what you're trying to do. But if the audience didn't see it, it didn't happen. And I think that kind of applies here I too, right? Is, yeah, exactly. like it, it doesn't really matter what your intentions were. If your body language is suggesting a certain way, um, then it doesn't matter what your intentions are because your perception is is completely different. So take ownership of the way that you are perceived so that you can have more honest communication. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Denise. Man, I really enjoyed having you on today. Thank you for the mystery clip. <laughs> You're so welcome. Thank you again for emailing us all of your questions. And now that the cat is officially out of the bag, I got the chance to ask Arjun directly without any subterfuge. So take a look at what happened when I hijacked my meeting with Arjun to have him directly answer an email we got from Eric. Uh, like Delisi mentioned on her episode, she said, we all have a list of questions on Team Arjun so that if we get 10 minutes with Arjun, we are ready to roll. In this case, I was in a casual meeting. I had no makeup. I was not camera ready. But I asked Arjun to answer this question just for you, Eric. And by golly, that's what he did. I also have now come to realize that any meeting with Arjun is a meeting where I should be camera ready. <laughs> oh, the sacrifices I make for you guys. Arjun got pretty detailed in his answers, so we're splitting this one up into two parts. So Eric, if you're listening, stay tuned on episode 14 for part two of your answers. For now, let's roll the clip. Okay, guys, today we have a special treat. This is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Arjun Robbins. <laughs> Thanks for coming on with me today, Arjun. I was already on with you. You just ambushed me with this question. So let's get to it. Well, that's fair. Okay. We got an email in from Eric J. Olson at Array Digital, and he had a fairly involved question. So let me read this out to you and get your uh, initial feedback. Here we go. Arjun, we've used Profit First at two marketing agencies I run for over five years. I've also read both Mike's and your books on the subject. The structural impact of profit first on a balance sheet is immediate, but its impact on profit and loss seems to serve solely as an influence on behavior. So two questions. Can the amount set aside for profits be explicitly reflected in your P&L? Yes, 
and it should be. Go back to the part of the question where Eric, first of all, hi, Eric. Thanks for the question. Um, go back to the part of the question where Eric asked, where he said, it seems that the influence or impact of profit first on the PL is mostly on behavior. Just reread that part. Sure. So the structural impact of profit first on a balance sheet is immediate, but its impact on a PL seems to serve solely as an influence on behavior. Okay, stop right there. That's the part I wanted to get to. Yeah. Behavior is the only thing that does affect a PL. That's the cause that produces the effect that shows up on your PL. So if I behave one way in marketing, if I behave one way in sales, mm -hmm. if I behave one way in holding my staff accountable, training my staff, investing in my team, if I behave a certain way, that's a cause. And the uh, effect shows up as revenue. The effect shows up as expense. The effect shows up as profit. The whole premise of profit first is precisely to affect behavior yeah. so that we can protect and maximize profit by making profit first. It, it is, it is, it, it's really, if you boil profit first down to like the core, core, core thing, it's really all about changing behavior. Kind of like Mike gives the example where he, you know, replaced the big bowls for his kids with smaller bowls so they would eat less, right? It's all about behavior modification. You, you've, you've exactly nailed it, Eric. Good on you. Well, that's what we have for you today, folks. Make sure that if you have a burning question for Arjun, you send us an email at podcast at profitfirstforlawyers.com and we'll get those answers for you. Stay tuned next time as we dig into part three of our seven-part series that will help your law firm achieve some major growth. And also, I'm spilling some more tea, so you are not going to want to miss this. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Profit First for Lawyers. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, tell a friend. And buy your copy of the book at ProfitFirstForLawyers.com. Your future self will thank you for it. And we will see you next time.